morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard for Spike. For Spike, Hamish Judenson, starring in Star Wars Attack of the Klutz. Cohen, I am Matt Wright, and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom. Attack of the Klutz is actually accurate, folks, because I stabbed myself, and because um, I'm a very smart person, and I was eating. I was eating very excitedly, rapidly. rapidly. I was very, I was very excited about my, and yes, it was salmon, uh, my salmon-based meal, and I don't know, I don't know, I don't, you know, you, 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 really, it's really the fork that needs to come up. I don't know why the knife also came up, but folks, thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, be sure to uh, like and share and subscribe to all the, oh, like. <laughs> that says like, share, comment, and subscribe. Uh, be sure to like this wherever you're watching it, wherever you are on, uh, however you're listening to this or watching this, be sure to share it right now and be sure to like and follow us right now. And if you're doing it on YouTube, be sure to hit the old bell because if you don't hit That's the right. bell, then your phone will not blow up with notifications every time we go live. And I would hate for that to happen. For you and for well for us mostly because i mean for, that yeah. if because then we don't get as many views so be sure to do that i did not shave this is not for, well i did shave but this is not from shaving i literally stabbed myself it was just a very close shave it with was with swipe. a steak knife yeah with right. a steak knife um well first and foremost i would like to thank the wonderful people at siestacava.com siestacava.com for the fantastic kava that I am drinking on tonight's episode. And I'd like to thank Le Bleu for this delicious ultra pure water made in America. Where? <laughs> well, that's unsettling. Made I somewhere would not in have, America. Not I'm not happy that about that at all. Where? Where is this from? Please tell me it's... I'm going to look it up. Arizona. Um, Le Bleu. It doesn't water. say where it's from. It just says it's pure. What the hell does that even mean? It says where the company's located. <laughs> oh, well. Yum, yum. Bula Vanaka. Can I drink Bula with Vanaka. this Bula I don't know if I can drink with this Band-Aid on. It says Tasmanian rainwater is inside, but it's packaged, processed and packaged in North Carolina. Oh, okay. How do you process water? From Tasmania. Yum. <laughs> That's great, guys. Well, uh, this episode, of course, is brought to you by... Ginsu, uh, which apparently you should not. It, it wasn't Ginsu. Uh, this episode is <laughs> is brought to you by the Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus, the fastest growing waffle related caucus in this or any other. Oh, I'm gonna have to move the thing, aren't I? Yeah, because that's gonna be everywhere. There we go. Hold on. Waffle related caucus in this or any other country in America. 
Be sure to become a member today by going to the Facebook group, Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus. And if you want to become an official accredited member of the caucus, uh, just go to muddywatersmedia.com, click on the old store button, and then uh, go in. With, there's a button link to purchase the buttons. Be sure to do that with the, as soon as this show is over, or even right now if you have another device and you can do that. This episode, of course, is also brought to you by the Gravy King. This episode is brought to you by Nug of Knowledge, smokable CBD oil. People who smoke this weed find that it helps them with their joint pain and with their overall feel of sense of feel. Well, they're high. They feel good. That's what they say it does for them. Uh, Nug of Knowledge is not a uh, your typical CBD supplier because they are selling weed, but also because uh, every bit of the proceeds or some of the a certain amount of the proceeds goes towards helping end the disastrous war on drugs. They also have a compassionate use program where they give uh, their product away to veterans and disabled people and others who are unable to afford weed. And so, if you go to nugofknowledge.com, you can get some today. Be sure to use checkout code SPIKE for 10% off your order. This is what a, what a time to be alive. This episode, of course, is also brought to you by Joe Solosky for Pennsylvania governor. Joe Solosky is the key. Why did that happen? Joe Solosky <laughs> is the key to Pennsylvania success. And uh, if you go to joesolosky.com, you can find out how to help him in his run for governor. He is running as a libertarian. You may have heard of them. Uh, with the Libertarian Party, and uh, he is running, so uh, be sure to help out Joe. This episode, of course, is brought to you by personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, who is also the sponsor of a thing that we do later. But he is the greatest personal injury attorney in the Tampa Bay area of Florida. If you're in the Tampa Bay area of Florida and you, Florida and you find yourself personally injured, well, I have some fantastic news for you. This too shall pass. Then also, uh, you can get some money, possibly, by calling per Chris Reynolds or going to chrisreynoldslaw.com because I don't remember Chris Reynolds' number, but it should be on his website. And uh, if you contact him, he'll probably, I assume, be able to get some money for you. Something. That'll be good. chrisreynoldslaw.com. Don't go out and intentionally get injured, but if it happens, chrisreynoldslaw.com. Chris and, of course, this episode... This episode is, of course, brought to you by South Carolina Governor Henry McMaster, who is, was, and forever shall remain a B.I.H. A B.I.H. Now, great news. Um, we have a very special guest coming on today. Yes. Who is not in the Tampa Bay area, but could also utilize the professional law services of personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, should she need to, because he is licensed in all of Florida. Oh, yeah. So I should stop saying the Tampa Bay area of Florida then. It's just easier for him since, you know, he lives around here. Yeah, but he might be missing out on big cases. We might have he could be missing like the out. Keys yeah, we, yeah, we should. Do, yeah, we might have people like, in I just Miami got personally injured for millions of dollars, but I guess I can't go with Chris because he's just in Tampa Bay. Right. So let me welcome from Miami. Here in Florida, here in my home state of Florida, Martha Bueno. Uh-oh. Hey. Oh, okay, she's Hello. there. <laughs> Hello, I'm here. Hi. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the yeah, show, Martha. Thanks for coming on. Welcome. Thank you guys for having me. I'm so excited. I've always wanted to be on your show, Spike. 
and well Matt, it's finally happened it has finally happened you're finally on the show i'm at my best this moment has arrived <laughs> the moment has this arrived is- and i am i am here with my hey thanks so much for coming on and uh <laughs> so marta uh before we get started whenever we have a, a guest on our show for the first time who's a libertarian we always ask what is it that got you into libertarianism and, and the libertarian party? Was it kind of like an aha moment or sort of a gradual evolution of time? Tell us the, the Marta Bueno story. Oh, I wish it was an aha moment. Um, am I freezing a little bit? Your, your video is, but your audio is okay. Right. Okay. Um, I don't know how to fix that. Let me try and. That's so, probably anyways, not I, on your end. Huh? That's not on your end. That's that's a Skype oh. thing. It's probably gotcha. Skype, which we hate and is terrible. That or my terrible Wi-Fi that I cannot upgrade because there's a monopoly in my area and I have to have Comcast. So anyways, um, I did not have an aha moment. I had many aha moments. Um, you know, basically the war uh, when it started in uh, early 2000s with uh, 9-11. I couldn't figure that out. Um, and then just over the years, I've been a business owner for a long time. And every time I had to write big checks to the IRS, to yes. my silent partner that didn't help, that was a big, um, <laughs> you know, moment when I couldn't afford, <laughs> when I couldn't afford certain things for the business. And, um, I still had to write those big checks. It, it really hit me that, that, uh, the IRS, you know, they they ride the good times with you when you're a business owner, and when the times are tough, they don't really care, and they still expect their checks. So um, I think that that really was the big turning point. Um, I already knew I was a libertarian before that, and then it just kind of cemented it. And then, of course, watching John Stossel and, you know, just over the years, little moments, little moments that I was like, yep, this is definitely what I am. That's awesome. Your silent partner that doesn't do anything. I, that's the best <laughs> that's, reference to that the IRS I've ever heard. That is a great way to put it. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, that's you know, awesome. If you have a partner, you expect your partner to help you out and carry their weight. But here I was yeah. paying, you know, big, big sums of money. It, it, the, the more successful you become, the more money you have to pay them. So it was actually uh, decentivizing. I didn't you know, there were times where I was like, man, if only we could like push this off to some other time or, you know, if we could only do something different just so that I wouldn't have to make that huge payment. And, you know, I don't know if everybody that watches the show is aware, but you also have to pay prepay the government. And so that was a little inconvenient as well. You know, you have to estimate what you're going to sell during the year and then make quarterly payments. And if you don't do that, you get charged on top of it. So, you know, yep. The amount of time I spent working <laughs> for the U.S. government to collect my own taxes um, was just pretty bad. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, if it makes you feel any better, there's a good bit of the money. Some of it's being taxed from you directly, but thankfully, a good, a good and increasing amount of their of their budget is being run up in debt that you and future generations will have to pay off with interest. I hope that that's a. I hope. Oh no, that sounds. Oh. <laughs> I was hoping that would be a consolation, but and I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know when this happened, but there's a relatively good chance that your tax dollars went to bombing third world countries. Um, That's another another consolation, yeah, yeah, right. I mean, if people find the silver lining anywhere, I don't. know. I mean, definitely, my tax dollars have gone to putting people in jail for victimless crimes like cannabis, 
I'm sorry, Spike, you said earlier weed, and I must correct you. It, the correct term is cannabis. It just drives me crazy when people say weed. Um, it's cannabis. So when people go to jail, especially for that, I'm, a, I'm an advocate for, for cannabis, and it really upsets me that my tax dollars go to pay to put people in jail for something that I enjoy so very much. Yes, well, and we definitely uh, we agree with that. I, I, it is your business what you put in your body. And uh, the war on drugs has been an absolute failure, unless what you wanted to do was help drug cartels and make it harder for addicts of other drugs to get help and make our streets less safe and basically just make everything worse. Then, yes, then that has definitely helped. Other than that, not so much. So let's talk about Miami. You are in uh, Miami-Dade and you are running for Miami-Dade Commission in District 10. Did I say that correctly this time? Did. Hey, yes. Okay, <laughs> okay, good, good, good. Thank you. Big, big, big ups to me. So what made you decide to run for that? Like what, what was it that you saw that made you realize that, that you needed to run for that spot? I have been giving it some thought. Um, I go and I speak before the commissioners on issues that matter to me. And I realized that I would go and I would speak and nothing would happen. They'd vote and they'd vote however they wanted. There's really no power uh, for the people, for the constituents to go and try and make a difference. Even if you big, bring a big crowd, even if you give great arguments, there's just really no power in that. And so, you know, during COVID especially, it just kind of, it kind of hit me that, um, you know, the only thing that I can do is go run myself for one of these seats and try and make a difference. Um, you know, during COVID, they raised our taxes despite many things being closed despite many um i'm sorry i'm having i'm having a moment today um despite schools being closed despite um you know infrastructure and things like transportation being yep. shut down we were charged more on our property taxes and i think that's a travesty and um nobody's even talking about it so here i am talking about it good well that's good that you're doing that we uh we, uh, uh, I was just on a panel on Kennedy. I'm now name dropping, uh, but I was on a, a panel on Kennedy and we were talking about, you know, whether the schools should reopen. And uh, one, of the, one of the panelists was saying, well, you know, the schools reopening wouldn't be an issue if, uh, if we had uh, in universal Wi-Fi or universal broadband. And I said, how is universal broadband going to stop the police from arresting someone for having to leave their kids at home because they have to go work and make a living uh, because they don't have a nice, cushy, stay-at-home job? Now, that, that may not apply to you, Marta, but there are, I'm sure, many people in your district uh, who do have to go and work and are unable to or have very restricted hours or are having to pay money for childcare because they can't, they, their kids aren't in school. Uh, they, and, and that's if they even have their job still, if with everything shut down in, in, in Miami the way that it is. Um, and then, like you said, the property taxes went up, which meant that the rent went up, which meant that everything else went up. And it's, you know, everything's costing more while people are making less money. Now, thankfully, it sounds like we're going to get another $1,400 a month from now or not, maybe, who knows. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it, it, it seems like that's not going to, to fix things. So, you know, you're, you're running for, for commission in, in Miami. Let's say that you, well, let's talk about this. What is your plan to get the message out as much as possible to the people of your district and, and really to the people of Miami and, and Florida in general? Well, um, 
I have been going on a lot of different shows, obviously not as prestigious as you with Kennedy, but you know, here I am, I'm trying to get that message out. Um, <laughs> take every opportunity, uh, every time that somebody wants to quote me for something, I'm on everything that anybody will want to see me until you get tired of seeing me. I will also go door knocking from, uh, my area is pretty large. Um, so I will do my best to get to as many areas as possible, do as many events, uh, just do what I can to get out there. That's awesome. So you're, that's great. Yeah, no, every time I see my notifications, because I'm subscribed to everything libertarian ever, and I all my notifications, Marta Bueno, Marta Bueno, Marta Bueno's on Larry Sharp, Marta Bueno's on this podcast, Marta Bueno's on Brian Nichols, Marta Bueno's on, and I'm like, well... I'm not worried that Marta's not getting her name out there. Now you also have an upcoming you have an upcoming event uh, this Friday. Why, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? I do, and so um, Spike, do we have any update on on your weekend? How it's going? <laughs> it's it's. I'll know in a couple hours. It's about we're about. Uh, we'll see. We all will right, see. so I dropped the ball there. Um, but we are having we are having an event with Gloria Alvarez and Antonella Marti, which are very well known uh, Hispanic yes. libertarians. Um, they are in town and they are going to be signing their books and they're going to be talking to us and it's going to be great. Anybody that's in the area that wants to come out, it's going to be done at by Brothers, which is a um, cute little uh, farm agriculture. Uh, uh, Cuban restaurant, and so um, yeah, it's gonna be fun. I a hope farm, everybody can make a it. a farm and Cuban restaurant hybrid. Yes, it is adorable. I don't know how to describe it. It's something completely different. They've got this pet, is the they've most, got a petting zoo. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> there's a pet. This is the most Miami thing I think I may have heard today. A a farm Cuban restaurant and petting zoo. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. That is amazing. It's great. <laughs> that it is, is amazing. amazing. Totally that Miami. Is awesome. It's what we do around here. I was and gonna say this, only in Miami, yeah. And is this happening in Miami or is it happening outside like in one of the surrounding areas? Right. So before um what we did was we changed the location. It was um in Miramar, which is actually Broward County. Right. And so we brought it down right. to Miami. Oh, okay. um, it's on the outskirts. Okay. Apparently, the only places you can actually throw events now in Miami are on the very outskirts of town. So um, we're doing it at a uh, very outskirt of town location. So this is a problem that we had back in October, Marta. Remember, I was I was there on the bus. And uh, as we were, you know, hours before we were going to get started, Miami shuts the Miami police shut down the uh, the venue now, in that case, we were already there with the bus and the equipment and everything, so we just did it illegally outside, uh, which ended up working out way better because everyone could hear us because instead of being inside of a building by, you know, us and however, you know, 50, 100 people that would show up, uh, instead we're outside with thousands of people walking by, and uh, and then we had a salsa party, which was my favorite part, frankly. Uh, but, um, you know, so, yeah, no, it's, it's, you really can't do anything in Miami right now. And so that's actually one of your goals. If, so let's say you get elected, you're now a, the, uh, a commissioner for Miami Dade's, uh, 10th district. What are some of the things that you want to do when you get in there? So, um, it's really a budget 
position. It's something we we manage the the money that comes into Miami Dade, but then there's some small, um, you know. So obviously, I'd like to take care of the budget. I'd like to get rid of a little bit of waste uh, wherever we can, and then um, you know, do the things that matter. Uh, possibly uh, write legislation to decriminalize uh, drugs in Miami. Um, and you know, the the biggest part is invite people to participate in what is going on in our own town. I think that um, during COVID, they also, our commissioners also uh, reduced the amount of time people could speak. It used to be two minutes and they reduced it down to a minute. They really don't care to hear from people. And um, I think that's the wrong way to do, especially local government, which has so much control on people's lives. I think people need to know what's going on. It needs to be transparent. They need to be able to figure out easily what's on the agenda, when it's available, and um, be able to participate remotely now with Zoom or in person. Um, just It's been very difficult to be able to even follow what's going on with the commissioners. They don't have any intentions of hearing from us. And they actually moved the people, uh, the speaking location to outside the chambers to where the Metro Rail passes. It's our, like, uh, our train. So you can imagine trying to speak to commissioners through a microphone and a screen with the trains passing behind you. So, I mean, they can't make it any more obvious that they just don't care. So <laughs> that's kind of a big deal for me. I think people need to be able to know what's gonna happen and what's going on in their town and how their money's being spent. So more more fiscal responsibility in government, more allowing the people in the, in the city to be able to make decisions for themselves, and then obviously uh, having the people be able to have themselves heard. There's no reason with the technology we have now that the best way to do this is to have people standing next to the metro uh, and hoping that they can hear the, the commission and that the commission can hear them. Um, so these are all fantastic things. I know, I you know, uh, before we, we uh, I, Matt, do you have any other questions? Because uh, before we give, uh, give we, her a chance to plug all of her, her, her social media and website and all that stuff. I was going to say uh, there is a comment in here that says, as a woman in the LP who's getting more involved little by little, uh, hearing you talk about why you decided to do this and get your voice heard is incredibly motivating. And uh, we've had a couple of people ask where they can give you money. Ooh. So um, <laughs> I will send you guys a link if that's okay. It's it's um, I just got it set up today, believe it or not. I am running a little behind. <laughs> on all of those things, including my website. So I will send you guys the link and okay. hopefully you guys can post it for me there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if you, yeah, if you send it over, uh, send it over to me whenever you can and I'll post it. If you do it during the show, I'll post it right in the notes or right into the comments so people can uh, donate directly. Thank you guys. Yeah. No, absolutely. And, and so how can they reach you on social media in the meantime? So I'm on Twitter at Martha uh, Bueno 18. And I'm on Instagram as Martha for Miami and Facebook as Martha for Miami. Very good. And Very good. I'm on a Twitter war, so you know, be careful what you tell me there. I, <laughs> I'm on fire apparently with socialists. Uh, so. Yeah, if you want to help Martha argue with uh, socialists mostly in Spanish. Uh, then uh, go go join her on Twitter and you can have some fun. Um, and uh, Martha, thank you so much. Bilingual. <laughs> yeah, bilingual. Yeah, you can do it in English or Spanish. You know, the thing is, and I'm learning because I'm in the process of of uh, I'm it's I'm in the process of becoming fluent. I'm about 13 percent of the way of becoming fluent. 
which means I'm not, I still have, I'm getting there. Uh, but, you know, thankfully I've learned that in the meantime, I can use Google Translate for anything that, uh, anything that, that comes up that I don't recognize. So, Marta, thank you so much uh, for coming on. And I will get in touch with you very shortly to let you know if I am able, uh, able to still do the, uh, the Miami event. And uh, we, uh, we hope that you will be successful in your run for uh, Miami-Dade uh, com- Commission District 10. District I did 10. it. Yes, it's a mouthful. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate you guys having me on. No, absolutely. Thank you for coming you. on. Thank you Good so luck much. in your race. Thank you. Thank you. And folks, we are, uh, we are going to do a quick intermission while we switch over to something that isn't Skype because we hate Skype, but we have we to use it when Skype. we have guests. And, uh, it is, uh, it is the absolute worst. Um, yeah, it is the absolute worst. So we Stuff will be like leaving happens, Skype. Where now I'm in Spike's side. I hate Skype so much. So we are going to be, uh, switching over. And if anyone knows of any programs besides Skype that allow us to have different feeds come in of video, don't say zoom. Zoom doesn't do that. Uh, and also don't say messenger or meet. They don't do that either. If you know of another one, that isn't Skype. We'd love to hear it. Uh, but in the meantime, here is an intermission, and we will be right back. So, folks, who for those who don't almost for uh, for those who don't know, uh, this uh, a couple days ago was the anniversary of the beginning of the raid on the Waco compound back in 1993. I believe. Yeah, and uh, the ATF every year makes a point of commemorating the people who started the raid, uh, who died as a result of invading the property of the Branch Davidians in Waco. Uh, They never note the fact that there were multiple chances for them to be able to get David Koresh uh, when he wasn't on. Well, first of all, that all gun laws are an infringement, and therefore all uh, attempts to enforce them are an act of aggression, but also that even if they had wanted to grab him, uh, they could have simply done so. The multiple times that he took his motorcycle himself and went into town, uh, they could have easily grabbed him then. They obviously wanted to start a fight. Uh, they were looking to justify a budget increase that they were requesting, and the best way to do that was to create a big boogeyman that they had to fight. Uh, and it resulted in dozens of uh, civilians, uh, including children and even newborns, um, dying as a result of it. And so we remember those who were lost to this wanton act of aggression. And uh, we simply will not rest until the ATF and other similar organizations are in the dustbin of history where they belong. Yeah. That was, so that was not a fun video to make. By yep. the way. Like that, that was just, it was like, I get to make a lot of, like I make pretty much all the videos that, okay. First of all, I don't make the music that plays at the beginning of the episodes. I can't give you that. Um, but I put together a lot of the videos that we do here. And um, that was one of the harder ones to make because just seeing that list of names and having to put each one in and connect with it in some way made it really difficult to do for the entire thing and um that should have never happened that should have never happened all of those people should still be alive 
Yeah, it was there was no reason for it. Like, again, even if they wanted to enforce their warrant, David Koresh was routinely leaving the compound for the, the days and weeks leading up to when they decided to raid it. They knew that they just decided to storm a compound full of people that they fully believe to be armed with machine guns and or automatic weapons and uh, and grenades. So if anything, the deaths of those ATF agents are on the ATF and, and Department of Justice leadership as yes. well. Uh, the, back then, ATF was part of the Department of Justice, not the uh, Homeland Security. And, uh, and they, uh, yeah, there was absolutely no reason for that. There was no justification whatsoever for them to do that. Everyone involved who died, including those ATF agents, that falls on Janet Reno and the leadership of the ATF. And again, it's time for them to go as soon as possible. Um, now, with that said, we are uh, now moving on to our next segment, which is the black cold brewed caffeinated rapid fire segment brought to you by black cold brewed organic coffee, the most delicious coffee to ever be horrifically misspelled. Uh, they spell it BLVCK because nothing means anything anymore. Uh, if you go to Black Brews, BLVCKBrews.com, you can use code MW to get free shipping on all of your black organic coffee products, Matt. Matt, you've actually had uh, black coffee. It's pretty it's pretty good, right? No, black coffee is uh, some of the best uh, at-home cold-brewed coffee I've ever had. Uh, it can, like They ship it to you. You get it, you get it really quick, uh, and it comes in this little... I'm not really sure what it's made out of. Uh, pouch, and they're just like, put it in... Uh, don't put it in filtered water. Get distilled water. Uh, put it in distilled water and let it sit for uh, 24 hours, and it is... It's got this sweetness to it. There's no bitterness, and you will be riding just absolutely uh, high on the caffeine all day long, and it's fantastic. Well, you know who uh, isn't sweet and does have some bitterness? New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, who is quickly becoming the pariah of the Democratic Party, Matt. Yeah, uh, after being responsible for the deaths of over 13... 13- 13,000 New York seniors and blaming everyone in the state not named Cuomo for that decision. Uh, he has he now has multiple sexual misconduct allegations against him um, and a new investigation. Fantastic. So first, well. we've got three and counting so far. So the first one is uh, Lindsay. 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 That might be misspelled. <laughs> Lindsay Boylan. <laughs> Like Lindsay, Lindsay Boylan, uh, who came out first. Uh, we first touched on this. That's some great wording, Matt. That was, that we first talked weird. about this in December. Uh, about uh, she came out first with allegations about uh, Cuomo being inappropriate with her, uh, but she was refu- refusing to talk to the press about it or give any evidence. Uh, she published an essay last Wednesday laying out the scope of allegations. I remember at the time we said that you know. You got to wait for some actual evidence and that this could very well be true. Uh, And then I think we probably joked about his pierced nipples knowing us. Right. Yeah, that sounds actually I I went to try to find that video and I said this is going to end in a pierced nipple joke. So I'm not. Yes, absolutely. Um, So I brought it up instead. Uh, Now, now, her allegations were actually backed by Cuomo, uh, who said that all of the meetings she alluded to took place. Yeah. but he, that you know she totally giving, she meant it wrong 
he he gave the receipts yeah. like you you know a lot of times people will say you need to have receipts whenever you're making allegations like that he gave the receipts he provided was like, the, it was it was on it was copy. on the plane it was here it was here and he was like yeah no this this happened well we were there to not that this happened but yeah. we were there together we were there together yeah we were there he gave together. the merchant copy of the receipts um which is the one that you sign but i often right. take that one home and leave the customer copy and which it turns out that actually doesn't matter that doesn't make a difference no they don't but care makes... i don't know why they differentiate they don't they don't no it's but why they actually print like all oh, this one's for the merchant this one's for the co-. how about you say one leave one for us please right please 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 as a person who worked in the service industry for many years, uh, please leave one. I don't care. Yeah, because otherwise one. there's no tip. Right. <laughs> like the um, charge already went through. Now it's it's the tip. So, yes. Charlotte uh, Charlotte Bennett came out next saying the governor asked her if she was in an open, relation, uh, open relationship and whether or not she had sex with older men. <laughs> oh, this guy's a creep. Oh. Now. <laughs> ah. Cuomo has denied uh, aspects of each of these women's uh, allegations, but he did issue an apology. He said, I now understand that my interactions may have been insensitive or too personal. Some of the things I have said have been misinterpreted as unwanted flirtation. To the extent anyone felt that way, I am truly sorry. And this is How do you misinterpret, do you have sex with older men? One of these women, he said, can you eat the whole sausage or put the whole sausage in your mouth? Even like, that is okay. 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 That is still like, really, Andrew? But even is, still. Is it though? Have you is ever it? asked a woman if she can eat the whole sausage without meaning without something? Meaning? No. Yeah. Exactly. So that's but 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 even that one's like, eh, well, you know, I just I, I, I wanted to know if she likes sausage. Do you have sex with older men? Are you in? An How open is that misinterpreted? Are you into open <laughs> relationships and have sex with older men? I cannot wait for this guy to say, oh, you know, the nursing home residents completely misinterpreted the, the <laughs> purpose of me shoving covid patients in there. <laughs> they took it way too seriously by dying. Um. I, I just, like, do you have sex with older men? Yeah. How do you interpret that? Well, you tell us in the comments. If I, if, if so, if I ask you, hey, you like sex with Jewish guys? How are you going to take that in the context of that conversation? And by the way, I'm not asking you if you do that, because that's none of my business and I'm happily married. I'm saying if a Jew who stabbed himself in the lip yeah. were to for, say something like that to you. For, for the, for the, for the women in the audience, if a older gentleman were to come up to you and say, are you in a, re- in a relationship? Is it open? Do you have sex with older men? And how can you, you inter- eat the like, whole I sausage? You, I want to know how you would interpret that. Yes. Let us know and how you would interpret that. In your mouth. So, so let's assume that those three things have been said. And then in a conversation about meat, he says, hey, can you put that whole sausage in your mouth? How, like, just the confluence of things happening here. But really just the one. Just the do you have sex with older men to your employee. Right. To, to somebody who worked, to an aide in your office. To an aide in your one office. Of, one of these women, I, be, I believe it was Charlotte Bennett, 
but don't quote me on that, but I believe it was Charlotte Bennett. Um, he made references to Monica Lewinsky and Bill Clinton. And she was like, yeah, it was a two decade old. Uh, yeah, it's it like 24 old years reference like 20, at the time, but I still understood old, what he was saying. Oh, you know what's so creepy is that that was like how old she is. Oh, God. No. Uh, so, yes and no. Like none of they none of these girls are like 19. They're all in their how, mid 20s. So they were like uh, toddlers when Lewinsky happened. Yeah, yeah, if. Oh, it's so creepy. Uh, Cuomo was visiting the White House. Um, So failed Democratic presidential candidate who part-times as mayor of New York City, Bill de Blasio, commented on the apology by saying, he seemed to be saying, oh, I was just kidding around. Sexual harassment isn't funny. Yes, correct. Yeah, that's true. Um, Alessandra Biaghi, do you want to hear? You can tell us what Alessandra said. A New York state senator who worked in the governor's office in 2017 said he's actually saying that he meant for those words to be playful and there's no, and there is no realm of playful. How is this playful? It's not. When a governor of a state asks a young staffer who is 25 years old if she has sex with older men or if she has sex outside of her relationship, that is not only inappropriate, it is abusive. And this is you're his, a, she's your employee. Oh my gosh, that's so disgusting. So she was 25. So the Monica Lewinsky scandal, the impeachment happened in 98. So 25, uh, so 20, 98 or 99. She, yeah, let's say she turned 25 in 2020. So that means 95 she was born. She was three. Like it's just so gross. Um, now thankfully. Uh, there's a third woman who came out, Anna Roch, Ruch, R-U-C-H, uh, and she came out last night accusing uh, Cuomo of unwanted uh, advances, and her allegations are pretty credible because there's literally a photo of him doing it to her, uh, grabbing her by the face while she looks on just horrified and bewildered. And, like, I know it's the bar lighting here, but he's coming out looking like... The devil. Lucifer. Yeah. Yeah. Lucifer. Like a demon. Like, why is he that red? Like, that's a bar... Like, that is a bar light. I under, I know what it is. I have seen... Like, you can see it on her hair. He is just standing, like, directly in the bar light. Explain the seven-inch overbite. Yeah, that one I can't. That one That's is... where the fangs come out. He's turning into Satan as he grabs her right. by the face. Uh, and so, uh, according to Miss... We'll just go with Rooch. Uh, according to... Or we'll Anna. go Rook. Anna. According Anna. to Anna, uh, Cuomo accosted her uh, back in September of 2019 at a wedding reception. So at least he's not grabbing women like this during the pandemic, if there's this <laughs> one thing. Uh, she's now 33. Um, uh, so I guess, you know, that's slightly better. Uh, but she, uh, she had thanked, uh, Governor Cuomo for his toasting of her newlywed friends, uh, in response to which he put his hand on her bare lower back and she removed his hand, uh, and prompted him to then say that she seemed aggressive and to do this thing with his grabbing her face. So, okay. So when you're, when you're in your... Go ahead. Wait, 
when you put your hand on somebody's back, the the small. I'm assuming the small. Yeah, the like small the of small the back of is back. what I'm assuming. I, I think I think I think she had like a dress on. Oh, you can't really tell in this, but I think she had like a, one of those where the the back is open. The, the open type back. Deals. Yeah, yeah. Backless or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. So he puts his hand on the small of the back. She pushes the hand away and says that he's being aggressive. And no, his immediate- no. He said she's being aggressive. Oh. <laughs> so she's I, like, hey, I misread that don't a thousand touch, times. Don't touch my butt, please, or my back or whatever. He's like, hey, you're being aggressive. Then he does this a- MMA move on her. Um, and <laughs> gra- I think he's got her ears. And so he grabs her. Places his hand on her cheeks, as they put it. Then he asks her if he can kiss her. He did it so loudly that a nearby friend could hear it. She then pulled away, understandably horrified and bewildered. She said, I was so confused and shocked and embarrassed, according to her uh, uh, statement to the New York Times. She said, I turned my head away and I didn't have any words in that moment. Now, is it? I don't remember if it, this was, if this was Anna or if this was one of the other uh, women, but didn't he kiss one of them on the lips? Didn't he? I think he kissed one of them on the lips, and then she looked at her friend and said, "Did he just really put his lips on mine?" I think that was the Lindsay, the first woman. Was that Lindsay? I, I know. Yeah, I, I think I, so. I, I know I read that about one of them. I don't remember which one. Um, I don't know yeah, how many this... people here. This one came out like last night, so anything right. we've yeah, read in the past few days morning. was something. Yeah. yeah, I saw I saw this one this morning uh, when I was getting ready for work. But um, for anybody here who has either read the book or seen the movie High Fidelity, um, stars John Cusack, uh, great movie. Uh, but in it, there's a scene where he's in I think he's in high school, and he said that he broke up with a girl because she wouldn't put out, and she broke they broke up. He said he went to grab her boob and she pushed it away. So then he decided to go for somewhere else. And he, in the book, it says, that's like asking to borrow uh, 20 quid because it's written by a Brit, uh, asking to borrow 20 quid and then ask, and then getting turned down and asking for a thousand pounds. And yeah. 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 Right. So yes, Andrew Cuomo is living that. Yeah. And again, now we have an actual like, photo of him there in no way can this be interpreted as wholesome like look at her face like she is horrified that is terrified that is a woman who is trying to put on a brave face because they're at a party and clearly this must be okay because he's doing it in front of everyone and you know but how do you as a that is a what am i supposed to do this is the governor of new york and i don't want to be rude but i also want him to get off of me yeah and look you can see her hands are like trying to move his hands and look how much bigger this is so he's such a freaking creep oh my gosh he's grabbing young women hey you have sex with guys like me like ew god there are two things i don't like there are many things i don't like the two things i can't stand are a thief and a pervert and So, the New York Attorney General is launching launching an investigation into Cuomo. Uh, the uh, Attorney General so, Letitia James, yes. 
So what I found out about this actually um, okay. is that initially Cuomo said, I'm going to appoint this judge to do an investigation to which Lindsay Boylan was like, no, you do not get to pick your own judge, jury and executioner. Right. That is absolutely not okay. So mm -hmm. then uh, the governor's office actually asked for the New York attorney general to launch this investigation and the Attorney General Letitia James said Monday she received a formal referral from Cuomo's office, granting her the ability to choose an investigator to look into the allegations. But I mean, a lot of this does feel like them investigating their own. Yeah, this feels very much like a the government investigated the government and found that the government fell within the standards and guidelines of the government and therefore the government won't be prosecuting the government. But who knows? Because this is a political thing. They got pictures of it. This is the he might. I mean, and, and there are there are prominent Democrats in New York right. calling for him to resign. Like this, he might not be able to survive this. He may now, not thankfully, survive. Thankfully, this is of course his only his biggest scandal. Um. There's definitely nothing like worse that he's done that resulted in, I don't know, thousands of elderly people dying my, and my then lying about, about it. My about this graphic that you have made is the fact that you've got sloth from the Goonies in dead center. Yes, that's intentional. <laughs> Um, yeah. And again, this man is responsible for the death of over 13,000 New York seniors, which he then lied about, which he then lied about and literally yep. blamed every Cuomo. single person in the state of New York, not named Cuomo that yes. could, he could possibly blame. Yeah, it was everyone else's fault. And they Everybody. misinterpreted it. Right. So speaking of someone who probably is going to be out here claiming that he was misinterpreted, but we have video of him saying it. Uh, the head of the negotiating rights away GOP slush fund uh, that you may call the NRA uh, was at CPAC and he had something very interesting to say about gun laws. Now you're probably thinking, you know, the head of the NRA, surely he's going to talk about how gun laws are unnecessary and make things worse. And we need to get all the gun laws off the books because the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. That's what the second amendment says. Let's see what, how close to that we are. But let me tell you right now, the dirty little secret politicians and the media won't tell you. Here we go. They have the power right now, yeah. today, to mm -hmm. clean up their cities, to save hundreds of thousands of lives, and put violent crime to a virtual end. Yeah, here we go, All Second Amendment. All they have to do is enforce the existing gun laws. Wait. That's it. Go out and do your job. If you really want to stop violent crime, take criminals <laughs> off the streets. When you do that, you know what happens? Crime goes down. Everything else, it's smoke and mirrors. So this was the head of the NRA calling for the police and governments to do their job of enforcing the myriad of infringements on the Second Amendment because, as he put it, it will save hundreds of thousands of lives and clean our streets of criminals, otherwise known as people who are exercising their Second Amendment, Second right, Amendment right to keep and bear arms.
Now we y- he he was speaking this at CPAC. Yeah, a lot of people a lot of people at CPAC still believe in the NRA. Did you hear the applause when he was doing that? That was like a golf clap yeah. when somebody not named Tiger Woods hits a shot. Like, yeah, I've heard clips from Trump talking and uh, Pete Hegseth, who was on my uh, who was on the same panel I was on with Kennedy. I'm name dropping again. Uh, but the reason I watched it was to get an idea about who I was going to be on the panel with. And his, you know, applause lines were a lot louder than that. That was maybe 50 people who were like, yay, reducing crime. One person I heard go, "Ooh, that's that's definitely a hired someone who works for the NRA. Right. That was his personal assistant, his personal assistant. Now, uh, I don't know if you know this, you may. Um, I just found this out yesterday. Mm. Uh, He is also in a lot of trouble with the NRA because he was using it as his personal piggy bank. And he had to pay back over $300,000 to the NRA. I'm shocked. I am shocked. 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 I am shocked. Also, I found out today, (laughs) he was uh, in the new Animaniacs reboot. They did a satire of him. And the guy's name was Dwayne La Pistol. And they made him seem like this terrible, I want everybody to have guns guy and i'm like man they did not think this one through because this is the problem this is the problem with the political discourse in this country in the common uh parlance if you talk to normies they think the nra are the pro-gun wackos right us they think they're us they think like the people we're the ones who unironically think that nuclear weapons should be legal okay so we should be that baseline of the furthest to the pro-gun or pro-weapons argument. But the media allows for the NRA to be the what they consider the extreme. Well, he just presented the extreme as, we'll just enforce what's on the books right now. No! No, get rid of them. Things are less safe them. because of these laws. And, and, and not only did he say enforce them, he said, by enforcing them, then we'll get dangerous criminals off the streets. Like crime is high because, and this is their own talking points. The NRA is the first one to go, well, you know, criminals don't care about the law and that's why the crime's higher because you got the, but then here he is saying, yeah, I got, I got the criminals off the street, which All is you it. you have to do is enforce the gun laws. Well, it was the NRA who came up with a very correct uh, phrase uh, that when you outlaw guns, only outlaws will have guns. And now he's saying, so take the outlaws and put them in jail. No. And the gun laws. So join the GOA or the, oh, what's the other one? I always forget what it's called. Second Amendment Supporters for Liberty. Possibly. Um, But there's another one, something gun rights. Anyway, GOA, Second Amendment Supporters for Liberty. Uh, You know, there's a a group for uh, uh, gender and sexual minorities, LGBT people called Pink Pistols. If you're on the left, there's all sorts of left-wing pro-gun clubs. There is no reason to join the NRA. Like, the NRA is absolute hot-ass garbage. It is the it is a, a, a slush fund for the GOP that has been set up by gun manufacturers who have a vested interest in limiting your choices because then you have to buy their crap. And it's it's really just really, 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 really bad. And I I remind everyone that every single federal gun law that is on the books was either 
sponsored by the NRA, like the NFA, which started all this nonsense in the modern era, uh, and uh, or they've signed off on it and said that they were okay with it. He just said that. He literally just said, not only are we okay with all the gun laws, just enforce them. Just don't make any new ones, guys. That's considered pro-gun now. Right. So screw right. him. Yeah, I don't. I'm not. I don't think he's going to be there much longer. I really don't. I don't think the next person is going to be better. But I don't think he's going to be there much longer. Sure. I mean, he might be gone, but I also don't. I mean, the NRA is not going to change. It's the NRA. Yeah, it's uh, he, right. he's NRA's not, not the problem. Change. The NRA is the problem. <laughs> like, I, I agree, but putting somebody like that at the head of it. Is oh, makes it me wait. Yeah, that's a bigger problem than the NRA usually is. That's fair. It also makes it easier for me to convince people to leave the NRA and go join an actual gun rights group. So it's kind of a, a you know, it's a mixed fair. bag for me. I'm not going to lie. Um, yeah, but good. yeah, I uh, National, National Gun, gun rights, rights Association. Yep. That's yeah, NGRA. As soon as I saw GOA, it, I NGRA, like, there's it. yeah, that's the one right there. Um, so yeah, it's there are so many other better organizations that are not tied to a political party. And are um, and oh, uh, Black Guns Matter is another one. Um, uh, Maj Ture, uh, there There's there's a lot of people out there who are trying to actually push a consistent message of being able to uh, uh, being able to defend yourself and and the fact that all all gun laws are an infringement on your right to keep and bear arms. All of them. All, every single one of them. Every single one of them. As I was saying on Kennedy when, when Pete was trying to convince me to join the Republican Party live, I said, I am not going to join a party that signed off on red flag laws and bump stock bans and, uh, and, and uh, suppressor bans, especially not red flag laws. That's a violation of your Second Amendment right. It's a violation of your Fifth Amendment right arguably your sixth amendment right really arguably your first amendment right it's also a violation of habeas corpus it's a violation of pretty much the whole the whole route of things any person can anonymously call and and tattle on you and claim that you're a danger with no proof and the police show up and tell you to give all your weapons to them at like five in the morning it's it is a, it, it, and, and, and it, donald and trump you, is 100 percent if you don't it. wake up they'll just shoot you in your sleep yeah. Yeah, and if you don't wake up, they'll they'll assume that you're plotting, you know, a, a counterattack and shoot at you like they did to Duncan Lemp, uh, and like they did to Breonna Taylor in the in the um, uh, in that in that raid. That was a drug raid, but same thing. It's same it's, thing. it's no knock raids for for guns, uh, and uh, Donald Trump is a huge supporter of it. That's where the whole uh, uh, due process later take the guns first, then due process. Due process is, later. Yeah, that that's the opposite of the uh, of the of what the, uh, the the Constitution says about due process. But here we are, um, and and the uh, the uh, NRA and the the GOP are one hundred percent behind that. So, yeah. So, here is something that we are one hundred percent behind, and that is the personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, anchor call in moment where you can call in. You can go to anchor.fm slash muddy. I should probably pull it up. Muddied waters. And you can leave a message for us. There's a button there that says leave a message. And uh, in addition to leaving a message, 
Uh, you can also, after you've left a message, there's another button there that says donate. And you can make a donation to us to help us continue keeping this beautiful muddied content going for you. Now, you don't have to make a donation for us to play or answer your message, uh, but we will like you more. That's true. That is absolutely true. Um, and I just wanted to say real quick um, that I'm going to have to kind of talk a little bit through to get there. Um, huh? Well, Spike, fill this, fill, fill the next 12 seconds. So folks, the reason that I have this, if you didn't tune in earlier, the reason I have this, when I say I stab myself, I wasn't trying to hurt myself, but I wasn't trying not to apparently either. Uh, I was eating some delicious, delicious salmon. And I got really, I was in a, a, a bit of a, of a food, you know, when you get so excited about eating your meal that you're almost in a little bit of a panic. Like you just, I got to eat. And then imagine if you then forgot that you don't have to, that you don't just need, that you really just need your fork. Once you've used the knife, you don't need to bring the knife up. Just the fork is good. Um, you know, things happen real quickly sometimes folks. And, uh, life comes at you fast. Life comes at you fast. And, uh, so do knives. Knife comes at you fast too. That's true. Um, hashtag knife comes at you fast. And, uh, uh, I just want to give a quick shout out and a thank you to, uh, Justin Mickelson, Jack Casey, Joni Saad, Jacob Johnson, uh, Tim Poland, who I believe is our newest donor, Kenneth Ebel, James E. Lee, Alex Boyer, Daniel Foss, Jennifer Morrison, Chris, well, the reason that this uh, segment happens, personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, Jeff DePoy, Andrea O'Donnell, Robin, Renee, Dominic, Meg Jones, and Billy Pierce, because you guys are the real ones. You You are are the the real real ones. ones. You are what allow us to keep this beautiful muddied content going. So if you'd like to join that fantastic group of people who we will now name, we'll say your name. (laughs) Yeah, we will name you you on the show. You want me to say your name, then got to give me the... So let's... uh, Yeah, no. Uh, So we'll start (laughs) with this first question. Yeah, no, I'm... Didn't and also to all that. the wonderful people who donate on YouTube. Thank you to all yes, of you. thank you as well. Thank you to everyone. You're all fantastic, and we love you. Uh, so here is our first one from Alex Boyer. Hello, hello, Alex from Virginia, calling in on the personal injury attorney Chris Brown's attorney of law in the call-in moment. I have a question today for the two of you, and I was hoping that maybe one of at least one of you two, hopefully both, are a little bit more knowledgeable about this than I am, but how is Dogecoin any different from fiat currency? There's no cap on how much is going to be made. You just get it. Like, this is the U.S. dollar of cryptocurrency. Am I missing something here? Thank you. No. Have a good day. No. You're, it's a meme. I, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's it's, it's a, a meme. meme. It's I was a meme. I was I was at it's... work the other day, and uh, some of my coworkers were talking about crypto, and uh, they were talking about Bitcoin and stuff. And one of the guys said, "Oh, I think you really need to buy some of the Dogecoin." And I said, "No, please don't do that. Please do not do that." And they asked why, and I said, "Well, there's no limit on how many can be made, and they're just going to continue making it." It's, 
don't buy that one. And so then they asked me which one, um, which one I, they should buy. And I said, Bitcoin and Ethereum. Um, they said, what about Ripple? And I said, no, don't buy that either. Yeah, um, another, another, and I'm someone, as someone, well, I don't want to say that. It's really none of anyone's business what I do or don't have or previously had before my tragic computing accident. Uh, but I, <laughs> I, I, it's a, it's a meme, guys. Like, I love you. I get so many Dogecoin to the moon messages specifically asking me to say Dogecoin to the moon. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to encourage people to do this because this is like it's not going to a dollar it's not i saw i had someone that said you know if we if it gets to fifty thousand, then i'll be a billionaire well yeah that's true but um it can't go as high as bitcoin because bitcoin is scarce bitcoin also was the first one to be adopted and its creator didn't make it as a joke dogecoin's creator made it to make fun of the fact that you can make a coin yourself easily he intentionally made it where it wasn't scarce like if you want to put a hundred but you know whatever is not a lot to you 10 bucks 100 bucks thousand but whatever amount is not much to you if you want to put something in it and if it gains great you know if it gets adopted as the international reserve currency then you'll become rich, but it's, it, it, it was fun to watch. They literally, the wall street bets, people literally invested and bought and sold it so that it would trace the outline of that, that famous doge face with the ears. Like it's a meme and it's like, an incredible just- meme, but it's a meme. Justico, uh, Justico Mitchell in the comments says yeah. he's going to buy a, a whole ass Tesla when it hit $1. And, you know, I hope you do. I really do. I really sure. hope you do. I hope every everybody who's watching the show and everybody that listens to the show, if you invested in it, I hope you make all of the money in the world. I really do. Yeah. I really, really do. Me but too. many of you pay attention to this stuff and you know the ups and the downs. The yeah. people that I was talking to on that day, they probably heard about it on uh, somebody posted about it on Facebook and then they yeah. were like, Oh, this must be the new Bitcoin. And these are not yeah. the people that should be doing that. Yeah. No, no. I've met people that have said that they've put their entire financial future in Dogecoin and I've tried to gently encourage them without venturing into financial advice territory because i am not a financial advisor nor am i licensed to be one i've just pointed out the reasons why i haven't put my financial future in dogecoin and why some might say that that's a it's a terrible idea so no alex you've not missed anything it's it's a it's a meme bud uh, so here's another question, and this one says, sorry about the noise, so I can't wait to hear what this one sounds like, because the other one was, yeah. Hello, hello, Alex from Virginia calling in on the personal injury attorney, oh, this Chris Brown's attorney law inter calling moment. I have a question today for the two of you guys regarding the, the GameStop shorts 
and all that debacle that happened a couple weeks ago, and it's kind of still happening. I was talking with a co-worker yesterday, and he brought up that he thought hedge funds should be illegal because their positions are often harmful to businesses, and they're betting on them to lose. I was just wondering where you guys would stand on that. Thank you. That better, Alex from Virginia, that better not have been turkey bacon. Could turkey bacon sizzle for that long? It seems like it would dry up pretty quickly. Yeah, you're right. That, yeah. Well, I guess it depends on how much you have going. <laughs> Let me put like a pound in there for the sound of it. <laughs> um, right. uh, so, yeah, no, if you, if you set the markets free and get the regulatory agencies out of it, then hedge funds would return to being hedge funds have a legitimate purpose when they're not weaponized and, 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 and manipulating the market. The purpose of a hedge fund is to provide a financial ability to short stocks that should be shorted and to look at um, opportunities to gain and to, to, to make money off of a, it's sort of a creative destruction tool within the market. What's happened is that the hedge funds have made so much money on on hedging bets that they now are able to control media, they're able to control regulatory agencies, they're able to control a lot. So that they're one of the they're arguably the uh, one of the if not the biggest player in the markets, and so they're able to you know spread uh, what they call FUD, uh, fear, uncertainty, and doubt in the media about about you know different stocks, and they and they play off of the the manipulations that they do. Banks do this. Stock, uh, uh, you know, uh, big name stock traders do this. Media figures do this. Politicians do this. You know, anyone in positions of power that can get away with what is essentially manipulative insider trading. It's actually outsider trading because they create the conditions and then you know trade ahead of time based on the conditions that they have the power to create. That's the real problem. Um, yeah, the GameStop thing is still going because if they can hold it over a certain level, the hedge funds passed. I think March. I forget the cutoff date. The hedge funds will lose a bunch of money. And, and so far right now, they are still there. Um, we'll see what happens. But it, this long term is not going to be able to be fixed or dealt with as long as the government has such a, a especially at, at the mostly the New York state level, but also at the federal level. The problem is not the answer isn't to ban anything or to make anything illegal. It certainly isn't to raise fees because that'll just raise the barrier to entry. Uh, and ensure that the big players are the only ones that are able to do anything. The answer is the opposite. Get rid of these absurd regulations. Get rid of the barriers to entry so that everyone can get involved. The regulators aren't controlling things. Uh, it make it easier for people to become stockbrokers in the first place so they're not having to use these prefer these uh, you know handful of preferred stockbrokers like Robinhood had to use with um, – oh, God, what's the name of the company? Um, Citadel. Um, you know, open the market up and 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 watch the the good things that come from it. And and what may happen is if the markets themselves become exclusive, great, everyone will go over to more inclusive markets that can open up. But you know, if they get rid of some of the ridiculous um, restrictions and rules that are making it so difficult for people to enter the market, that'll fix the problem. There is a fantastic conversation about bacon happening in the comments right now. People are arguing over turkey bacon being good or bad. Apparently, there's bear bacon, and I would eat I, bear bacon. I believe it. I've had beef bacon, which is incredible. Uh, you know, turkey bacon's 
it's it's, it's not bacon. it's a processed turkey thing like it's it's no right. different than when you get like the deli the cheap deli turkey it's not like it's bad it's just not bacon it's 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 a processed turkey product patricia marie said why didn't they just call them turkey strips instead of turkey bacon and that's the same reason they call it almond milk instead of uh nut juice almond almond yeah nut juice nut water um, <laughs> which frankly, I mean, in this day and age, nut water may sell better than almond milk. Everything's actually, a meme now. It's true. Yeah. You, so here, you sell nut juice in the stores. That's flying. I, I, I would buy that. I gotta go. I gotta go grab some nut water. Tell me that that's not going to sell well. That's going to sell incredibly well. Incredible. It's everything is a meme now. So here's our next one from Matt, the laser legend Hicks. Well, hello there, Guy on left and Spike. This is Matt Hicks calling on the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, anchor calling moment, TM. I am currently in lovely Myrtle Beach with Spike Cohen and several other people. And I want to know what you guys think about Joe Biden deciding that blowing up brown people was okay. What? What? This is Spikeception. Yeah, this is Spikeception. Spikeception. Why is Joe Biden blowing up brown people? Hashtag Laser Legend. So, I was wondering yes. if you were going to answer that, like right, right there. Oh, I probably should have, but I was having a very, uh, a very enlightening conversation there. So, we, yeah, we had a meeting of the Horry County Libertarian Party, and uh, uh, I went to it, and it was in Myrtle Beach. And I get there, and Matt Hicks is there. And no, he doesn't live in or he doesn't live anywhere near Horry County. He just saw that it was happening. I love Matt. I, I was happy to see him there. And so, yeah, he, he asked this question there. And um, yeah, so uh, quick answer to that question. Uh, Joe Biden's just carrying on the neocon tradition of using poor brown people as a scapegoat for the military industrial complex. And yeah, it's really sad and predictable. There's not really a good answer where there's not really a, a there is no yeah, additional the, the, answer. He, he said that they were going to stay out of the Middle East and that we were going to be focused on China. And um, one month later, uh, yeah. he was shooting bombs off in the Middle East. Like, I mean, it, it fits. It fits who he is. It fits everything that he's voted for. It fits everything that he's ever stated before this election. Um, on this drone we believe that black lives matter not brown ones though and science is real and uh whatever the other things are but it's it's you know this is what we expected intersectional feminist imperialism like and and when you say i'm that way when you say i'm against imperialism people go you're against people of color and women in positions of authority and it's like no we're against war and murder and putting a black face on it uh, uh but even if it, whether it was a black face or white face we're against the war and mass murder part and it's so predictable like every time i i i put up something now you know against the war people are like i think we know the real problem here is that we have a black uh pentagon chief and you don't like that and it's like yeah no that's my problem it's not the mass murder that we've been against for the entire time muddy waters has existed it's definitely that the new one the new raytheon exec running things is a black guy that's definitely the problem right what, what am yeah I especially especially for spike cohen yeah i would stab myself in the face before i'd be a racist okay 
hey, racism, I got something for you. And then I stab myself. So uh, for anybody that wants to know, you are about $900 short on the salmon hot dog slot. Roughly $900. Roughly short. 900 bucks short. And meanwhile, that was supposed to be a week ago. It was what you're supposed to be. You had a week. So technically you're a thousand short. But yeah, no. Well, 900 bucks between now and next bucks. episode. We will do the ham, the salmon hot dog slap. Right. So it's on you. We'll it's up you to you, America. One, one more week. You got one more week. You got one more week. 900, 900 big ones. You can cash out some of that Dogecoin. That's... <laughs> before everybody realizes it's a meme yeah do it now before everyone realizes it's a meme it's funny i was posting something about crypto it was in my memories on facebook it was four years ago when someone brought up dogecoin and i'm thinking if i bought dogecoin then i'd have a legit like if i bought like 100 bucks worth i'd have a lot of money right now but no uh so here's the next one from alex boyer it says to play this one first so i will because i do what i'm told Hello, hello. Alex from Virginia calling in on the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney of law, anchor Colin moment. Buddy, you... Last week, you two discussed Donald Trump's team sending, quote, millions of pages over some legal dispute or whatever. Where are you? I just wanted to offer a little bit of perspective of what millions of pages of paper looks like. I was at work one time, and we had a 60-foot train car come in. And on it was pallets of copy paper. Twelve cases on a pallet. These pallets were stacked too high, cramming every inch full of this 60-foot train car. That was 1.6 million pages of paper. It probably weighed like 125,000 pounds, too. So that was cool. Also, why does the Swedish military use barcodes on their ships? So they can scan the Navy in. That's a good one, right? So that's really insightful about how many pages that is on the on a train. I Donald Trump understand. gave at least one train car worth of paper. Yeah, I um. I couldn't understand most of that, and all I heard was the pun at the end. Oh, you didn't understand it? Okay, so here's what he said. Uh, for those who didn't hear it and only heard the, the what he was saying is, so to put in perspective when we were talking about how Donald Trump released that millions of pages uh, of his tax returns to the uh, uh, the DA um, the um, or the AG, whichever it was, um, he was talking about a time that he had to unload uh, copy paper from a train car, and it was uh, 1.6 million pages they were able to fit in a train car, just stacked as heavy with pallets of, of paper, weighed 125,000 pounds. So, yeah, they, they brought, like, tractor trailers filled with paper. Or it was all sent online, and it was, you know, like a terabyte of pages uh, or multiple gigabytes of pages. Either one right. of those is funny. I Either hope it was the fun. physical one. Yeah, it's like when somebody pays for something in pennies. In pennies, like yeah. No, yeah, I, I, I hope it was pennies. not because I'm a fan of Donald Trump, but just anything related to taxes, the tougher now, it can be made, the better. Now, you and I were talking last night, as we are wont to do, and 
I've, I told you about a meme that I saw that somebody said was a QAnon theory that Donald Trump could technically yes. Yes. run for house here in Florida, mm-hmm. probably in District 10 of Miami. I'm not sure, um, mm-hmm. but could run, could run for a house if he became Speaker of the House and then impeach Joe Biden yeah. and Kamala Harris. He would then be able to serve president and then be able to run again in 2024. Um, now, not a Trump fan. Anybody that's been watching the show for the last four years knows that. Um, that would be so fucking funny. That would be so funny. Because could you imagine Donald Trump as... Donald Trump is speaker of the house. This is so here, guys, this is why this is not implausible. It is not uncommon for a president in the first midterm, like if they, of their first term in the midterms to lose the house to the other party. That is very, very, very common. It happened to Donald Trump. It happened to Barack Obama. It happened to George Bush. It didn't happen to, but George Bush was was uh, a weird case because it was right after not well, not right after, but it was in the post nine eleven. Everyone, you know, you couldn't really criticize Bush because he was carrying out the war against terror. Uh, so it was a it was a weird dynamic there. Uh, it happened to um, uh, it happened to uh, Bill Clinton. Uh, it definitely happened to George Bush. Like this is a common thing that happens. Um, well, George, George Bush, Bush never had it. George yeah, Bush he had her, and Reagan. I... No, because when Clinton when Clinton lost, oh house, no, you're right, ninety two, because that was after the Gulf War. That was after the Gulf, and it was like a forty five year span of the Democrats having the house. It was something like that. I don't. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so up in the in I guess in the last twenty something years, the modern era, uh, or, or the the most recent era, the post Bush era. Uh, for the last, what, four presidents, I think that is, they lose the House. Um, that is very, 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 very common. And if Trump ran in his district, he'd probably win it. He would probably win that district. And this sounds like a QAnon thing. I would not be surprised if this originated from a, like a QAnon or something similar. But it, it is not implausible. It is not implausible, and I like. I don't like a lot of the QAnon theories. Yeah, and I don't think that this is an actual thing that's going to happen. No, 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 Trump. I don't think Trump would do it. I'm not going to say. I'm not kind of hoping for it. If Donald Trump runs for the House, we know what he's trying to do. He will run on a platform of becoming Speaker of the House. If they get the majority, he will claim it's because of him and bully them into uh, bully them into making him the Speaker of the House, which they will happily do. He just he just got fifty four percent in a multi person poll at CPAC CPAC straw poll for who they want for their next presidential pick. If he runs for Congress and gets it, they will make him. If if they retake the majority, they will get Speaker of the House. Now here's where it breaks down. He can start the articles of impeachment against Joe Biden, and they could probably pass it by a simple majority, although that's that might not happen. That part might not happen. What definitely will not happen I mean, is it, a conviction. Depends. It could it might or might not happen. 
But right. I'll tell you what's not going to happen. And that is a conviction of Joe Biden in the Senate. Because even if the Republicans win a massive blowout landslide in 2022, which and is... Take, and take back majority. And take back the majority. They'd have to get 60... Actually, they probably have to get 70 seats because there's at least two or three, you know, non-Trumper Republicans in the Senate who are not going to just, you know, impeach Joe Biden just because Donald Trump wants to be president without getting elected to it. Uh, that part's not going to happen. But... Donald Trump as Speaker, Speaker? of the House is Fantastic. not impossible. Fan and my gosh. You want to talk entertaining because he will spend the entire time. He would filibuster everything. He wouldn't let anything through. No except for impeachment of Joe Biden right? on the most ridiculous of charges. Like yeah. remember and how his attorneys were in court where they'd make all these crazy accusations publicly. And then when they go to court, they had nothing to back it up. So, and they didn't want to be tried for, uh, for, um, contempt or perjury. So they'd say, well, you know, I mean, something could have happened. That would be him as speaker of the house, except he didn't have to actually take it to a court of law. He would just put out a bunch of guards. It would be the most entertaining thing It would be possible. the most I'm the greatest speaker, the best speaker. There's never been another speaker like this. I'm telling you, while I'm standing up here, I've, hey, I've got the gavel. I've got the gavel. You oh, have gosh. to sit. Can you, you imagine him with a gavel? gavel? He'd have a gavel. He'd have a gavel. He would gavel. <laughs> AOC would stand up to talk. No. You gavel, gaveling you, gaveling you. Gavel. I, it, it would, it would be the most entertaining Congress has possibly ever been. At least ever. At least since the Civil War, when they were attacking each other physically and stabbing each other, right, and hitting each other with their canes. He would gavel them. I just he would just gavel them. Otto von Gismark, I sentence you to kiss my ass. Gaveling you. You get the gavel. You're gaveled. Wow. You're gaveled. You're gaveled. You're gaveled. You're gaveled. You're gaveled. <laughs> wow. Like. I, somebody said, asked in the comments whether or not somebody, uh, whether a former president has ever gone to Congress. I don't believe that they have. I don't think so. You know what? That's a good question. Um, it is a good. I, I don't believe it's ever happened. And there have been multiple times where I had, like, I questioned that in my youth, and I believe I was told no president would take that step backwards. Like, what would be the point? Right. And it makes sense. Except in this case. In this case, it makes so much sense. It makes perfect sense. I would love to see this because literally this would become the most watching that would become the most interesting thing on television. C-SPAN would be literally the most entertaining thing on television. Our show would be the most entertaining thing on the web. They would be the most entertaining thing on cable network. <laughs> you should see my gavel. It's huge. It's the best gavel. 
my gavel. Oh, and he would gold plate it. Oh gosh, because he wouldn't <laughs> just use the usual gavel. No, he would gold plate it. He would. He would gold plate the gavel. Nancy would hand him the gavel, and he'd be like, he would like break it. No, right I'm not taking this gavel. Break it like she ripped up his speech, <laughs> and then he'd bring out his own silk gold plated gavel. Sit down. Sit down. This is my gavel now. I'm gonna make. He'd already have a gavel. Yeah, he'd have it in his pocket. He'd break her. Well, I don't know how well you can break a solid oak gavel, but he would. He would probably have someone with a bandsaw break. You know, saw the gavel down. And then he'd take a. I have a much bigger gavel, and it'd be like size. It would be it's like huge. markedly bigger. It'd be like one of those like gavel. balloon balloon hammer size things. It might actually be smaller to make his hands look bigger. Oh, that's a valid point. That's a valid point. It's no, it's got to be the gavel. His gavel would have to be bigger than her gavel. There's no well, it'd have a bigger head, but a smaller handle. So kind of so like a sledgehammer kind of thing. The the likelihood of him doing this. So as far as I can tell, no one then there are there was a president who then became uh, um, uh, who became a, a Supreme Court justice. Um, I believe Rutherford, Rutherford B. Hayes, but the, uh, there's never been one who then took the step back of, you can, there's nothing stopping you. You can run for Senate. You can run for Congress. You can run for, uh, in fact, there was a movie with Ray Romano and, uh, Gene, uh, Gene Hackman. Hackman, where he, where Gene Hackman was a previous president who ran for mayor of, uh, of his city. And well, I was about to tell you what happened, but it's, it's well, I won't tell you the that, spoiler, but anyway, that movie that I don't remember the name of was that was a good movie. I enjoyed that, good that movie. movie. That was a good movie. I'm going to look it up now. Cause I like that movie too. Ray, Ray I just remember up. in one of the debates, uh, somebody said something about a stop sign because lights yes. were shining into this woman's window. Yeah, yeah, and that's... Gene Hackman was up there being all political about it. And you know, mm-hmm. he was like, we're going to put a stop sign there to, or we're going to get rid of the, I don't remember. He said, and, he said, I'm going to create a blue ribbon panel to come up with the best possible solutions. Then we will bring in the finest engineers to great. Cause the problem was that when we're on a, a rabbit hole, but uh, <laughs> the, the way that where where they put a stop sign where the cars were at night, stopping at it, their lights shine directly into the person's house into like their bedroom or something. And so Gene Hackman said he was going to appoint a blue ribbon panel and then that they were going to regrade the street if needed to make it so that it was, you know, whatever. It was going to be this, you know, huge thing. And then Ray Romano gets up and he's like, he's like, yeah, Uh, you could just. uh, Why don't you just, why don't you just come down to my hardware store and you can have, uh, you can get some uh, blackout curtains. And yeah, he was like, you could just get a blackout curtain and I'll help you put it up. I can come out there. You live on such and such street, right? Yeah, I'll come out. And it was like. Oh, that would make way more sense. Right. So I don't remember what we were talking about. Oh, Donald Trump in the house. So we both hope he does this. <laughs> Not going to happen. The likelihood of this happen. happening is almost... In a, so like, let's do this. So we, we do these odds things. What do you think the odds are that, that Trump... You say in the comments what you think the odds are. Matt, what do you think the, ads are, the odds are that he will run for house? Uh, I mean, zero. it's like it's like one in a number so high i i'm saying five percent and here's why he's plugged into all this QAnon conspiracy stuff 
and he's got yes men around him and yes women who will tell him whatever they think he wants to hear so that they can stay in his good graces. It is not inconceivable that he could go up to them and be like, I think I could win the House and then they become the Speaker of the House and we can impeach Biden and I become president and then I can run again in 24. And no one will be like, this is stupid. It's conceivable. Because all it takes is for him to do decide he wants to do it. If he decides he wants to do it, he will almost certainly win his, dist- his, his district. Right. Um. Yeah, he'll almost certainly win. And then then it really just becomes does the do the Republicans take back the house or not? Because if they do, he 100% would become the speaker. Like there's no yeah. no one else will be made yes. the speaker. He will lose his gourd if he doesn't become speaker and they know it. So, I'm going to say 5% that he does it. And then, and then I don't know, 50-50 whether they take back the House or not. I think right now Republicans are so unpopular and so divided. I don't know that they could even take back the House from a, a, a wildly unpopular Joe Biden. But two years is a very long time. Um, um, I don't know. I mean, it's too early for me to make any yeah. guesses on that. It's too early for yep. me to make any guesses on that. So I'm going to not. But um, – so we got we got three more from uh, Matt Hicks. Here's the first one. God, I should have listened to this. Well, hello there, guy on left and Spike. This is Matt Hicks calling in on the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney of law, anchor, call-in moment, TM. Man, it's been a while, right? God, seems like seems like like I don't know, two or three weeks since we've done this. Mm. What do you guys want to there talk about? I don't know what I want to talk about today. Ooh, yes, I do. Let's talk about the deafening silence from progressives now that Biden's the one bombing brown people in the Middle East. Yeah, let's talk about that. Hashtag loser legend. Now, I think it was la- it, I, I think it was last week where yeah, it was last week where we uh, gave uh, some props to AOC for yes, great. Uh, for helping out in Texas the way that she did and uh, how she uh, has been standing up to Biden um, about the kids in cages. She has changed, like she's been doing that uh, code switching, the political code switching, where yes. she, instead of saying kids in cages, she's like, why are they in these licensed facilities? Um, but she's, she's at least stand like she's standing up, which is more than I can say for most. And I, I she and Ilhan Omar are really the only two that are being consistent now. Now, when when it comes to to vote, when it's time to, oh yeah. When it's time to vote, they're going to vote with Biden. Yes. But when it comes, when it comes to bombing Brown children, who, no, I'm not saying that one. Um, (sighs) Nope, definitely not saying that one. Um, when it comes to bombing brown children, um, they they have been relatively quiet. Like all of the progressives have been relatively quiet on this. And yeah, you know the anti like we we didn't because muddied waters wasn't a thing. But when Obama took over the presidency, the joke was that the anti-war left disappeared. Yeah, yeah. 
we, we see this uh, every time the party switch. We see these small government conservatives, uh, well, either go into or come out of hiding, and and they cross paths with the anti-war left. Um, and then, of course, there are the deficit hawks of both the Republican and Democratic parties who also switch out. Uh, yeah. You'll recall all the Democrats that were rightfully and understandably upset about the deficit uh, for the past four years, suddenly not anymore, which is weird. Um, even though even though some of the deficit was created while Trump was president, but now it just doesn't does not matter anymore. It's odd that that would happen. Um, yeah, no, they're, the Republican hypocrisy is what it is, and that's not going away anytime soon. Here's the so next one. Go ahead. We no, were, go ahead. We were paid five bucks on YouTube by Jay Adam Weggs. Um, oh, thank you. And thank you for that. And Jay Adam thank Weggs, you. I will work on coming up with a sweet, sweet nickname for you. Uh, I don't come up with those on the spot. It takes me some time. But he asked for us to respond to the troll in the comments and about Dwayne The Rock Johnson for Libertarian candidate for president. Um, I am a person who normally does not vote for president um, anymore uh, because I normally don't like the candidates. There is only one candidate that I would vote for for president should he decide to run, and he's right there. Oh, thank you. Here, that's my – this is my oh. – so um thank you uh and i appreciate that i uh yeah no i i don't even know i believe Dwayne is a progressive he used to be a republican he strikes me as a centrist i I honestly have no idea where he stands but yeah somebody somebody in the comments keeps asking about it and i was ignoring it but we got paid five bucks to say something so to answer it so we're answering it now that's how it works folks you want us us, to answer the trolley question answer questions we will 100 percent. i listen if he if he wanted to join the libertarian party he'd be more than welcome and if it turns out that he's a hardcore principled libertarian we already know that he's good at connecting with people and and you know what he maybe he'd he'd do a good but i mean that's why would he want to join a small third party uh you know what maybe he'd want to join a small third party because he's that principled into libertarian ideas yeah i don't out of curiosity, I'm going to look up Wayne Dwayne Johnson's political beliefs. Dwayne. I think he he voted for Biden. I know that. I know that. I mean, really so, voting for either. And if you voted for either of the two major candidates in this last election or the one before it, I uh, don't see a way for me to vote for you for a libertarian president or as a libertarian candidate. Yeah, I. We have two comments back to back. One says he's a Republican. The other one says Rock is left, and they're like just right. Yeah, so it turns out it looks like he is a centrist. He's registered as a Republican, or was right. What? Yeah. He, he's a centrist. I, he's, he's a, a yeah, yeah he's, he's a not a libertarian. Yeah, he's not a libertarian. Now, maybe he is a libertarian and doesn't realize it, but that's not, I mean, that's not my main goal in life is getting Dwayne Johnson to run for uh, president as a libertarian. Um, yeah. So uh, let's go to the next question from laser legend Matt Hicks. Hey there, guy on left and spike. This is Matt Hicks. Calling in on the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at Law Anchor, Colin Moments, TM. 
It's time for my bold prediction moment. So Donald Trump's tax records for a period of time are now in the hands of a prosecutor in New York and under grand jury style secrecy. Here's my bold prediction. Very soon we are going to find out that uh, Donald Trump was money laundering for the Russian mafia out of little Odessa because he got himself in big time financial trouble some years ago when he was declaring bankruptcy over and over again and overextended himself personally. Yeah, we're going to find out that our former president was in the pocket of the Russian mob, and that's why he was so cozy with Putin. Hashtag laser legend. It's a theory. I that that is a theory. I got I don't know, maybe. I, I don't I don't if it turns out that you are right, it would not be the craziest theory I have ever heard that was true. Yeah. The craziest theory I ever heard was a year before Tom Brady joined the Bucks. Somebody said Tom Brady's gonna join the Bucks just so they can win the Super Bowl in Tampa. And I said, There's no way that's gonna happen, and I was wrong. So I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. I just, I mean, maybe, maybe. It could very well be. It could very well be. We will all see together. That would be entertaining too. Right. Especially if you were running for, for house and then became speaker. Speaker of the house. And then it comes out and he's like, I've already got the gavel. I'm gaveling, gaveling that. Mr. Speaker, you, you were definitely in the pocket. You're gaveling. You're gaveling. You're gaveling. Gaveled. You gaveled. All right, here's the last one from Matt. Hey, Matt. Guy on right. This is Matt also <laughs> calling in on the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, anchor calling moment to you. This isn't so much a question. It's like a, like a the, dude, what the fuck? So the judge just That's declared that only one family member of George Floyd is allowed in the courtroom at a time during the trial of murderer cop. Der- yeah, Derek Chauvin. Derek Chauvin. Yeah. Dude, like, for real, this is, oh, what the fuck? <clears throat> so, Hashtag loser legend. So I understand how this sounds. Um so I, I looked into this a little bit. Uh, the judge is only allowing one family member at a time from um, George Floyd to be in the courtroom. He's also only allowing one family member at a time from Derek Chauvin to be in the courtroom. He's only allowing two members of the press, not including court TV, which there can be one person with a camera and one producer uh, in there. And then he put limits on how many people the state can have in there as far as lawyers and how many the defense can have in there as far as lawyers and all of the, um, all of the jury has to be socially distanced. So because of that, there is not a lot of room to. Oh, because he's trying to do the social distance thing, but come on. The household could come together. I I like yes, but I yeah. think that he had to like he had to make some decision like and again not a fan of the state. He made the rules the same for everybody, and the fact that he limited the amount of media on top of it, which I get. You don't want it to be a media circus, like the OJ trial was. 
Yeah. But if the, you've got the jury, if they're all sitting six feet apart, that's not going to be like the jury box. That's going to be the court. Do you think that, that that's what it is, is he's trying to keep this from becoming an absolute circus? Yes. Yeah. He, he doesn't want to be the next Lancito. If you don't know who Lancito is, you're really young. Um, I was going to say, yeah, congratulations on not having to know that. Uh, yeah, for those of us who are old enough to remember the OJ trial, I kind of get it. Now, here's something that I find equally or even more, actually more frustrating, is that the city council approved to spend taxpayer dollars to pay inf local influencers to give what they call city-approved messaging about the trial and how it was proceeding. That, coupled with the extreme restrictions on the press in the courtroom, this doesn't sound good. And I don't think it's going to go the way they think it is. I don't know. Well. If they're thinking that restricting press coverage and paying people to give a pro-city response to everything, I think they're creating a powder keg. They, that, yeah, okay. It, I, I wasn't sure what you meant by this isn't going to go the way they think this is. Um I thought you were talking about the court case in general, but yeah, by them doing this, yeah, it's no how it's, the city's going to respond. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, you you are correct there. Yes, I wasn't sure how you thought the trial was going to turn out. I was like, I'm not sure. I honestly think. don't know how the trial. I have I, no clue. I I don't yeah. even think they have an idea. I mean, he's a murderer. We saw the video. I'm right. not a juror. I don't need to go through. I saw a video of him casually murdering George Floyd. They were there on a on a a, a potential uh, uh, use of a, um, a, a counterfeit uh, twenty dollar bill or whatever. There was right. no he was unarmed. He was not attacking them. There was no need for it. He already had his hands behind his back. The the cop apparently knew him from before. This was a grudge thing. It, it, what I watched him murder George Floyd either because of spite of the crowd telling him to get his because I've met. Some authority figures who, when you say, hey, please don't do this, they do it harder because they can. And what are you going to do to stop them? It could have been that. It could, you know, whatever it was, I, I watched someone get murdered and I don't have to say otherwise. Um, I don't know if he's going to get convicted. And the jury often, you know, when the whole, well, you know, the, the, the police, they don't know what could possibly happen and they're just trying to get home to their family. The jury will often defer to, you know, the state who is the one prosecuting saying, well, really, this is more of a uh, negligent homicide manslaughter. If you think about it, you know, I, I, I yeah, I don't know how that's going to go. Yeah, I think that I, the city's is a powder keg and this makes it worse. Just put all the information out there and let people find out for themselves. This trying to game how people are getting info. I don't think that's going to go the way they, they that they're hoping it will. Yeah, I, I'd, I'm glad I'm not there. Yeah. I am glad I'm not there. Somebody in the comments said, uh, da, 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 da. actually, I want to find it because I want to read it accurately. Um, 
I think keeping people out of the courtroom will lead people to storming the courtroom. And yeah, I, that could definitely happen. That could definitely happen. And again, like he may, he may just be using COVID as an excuse. I'm not sure uh, what the laws are on COVID there. I'm not like the Texas drop went down to no restrictions today. Uh, Mississippi's going down to no restrictions tomorrow. Um, uh, Minneapolis has some pretty strict restrictions or and right. Minnesota does at the state level. They do. I'm sure Minneapolis has more, even more. So, right. yeah, so it's, I, he may just be following local guidelines. He may just be using it as an excuse. I don't like, I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, it, it, I don't know, but yes, it is a powder keg waiting to blow, depending on how this goes. Yeah, this is going to be a very weird thing to 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 see how they do. Uh, Heather Heather Jean says, uh, or Jean, I'm not sure how to. I hope I didn't say your your last name wrong, Heather. Uh, she said he won't get jail time guaranteed. I think he's going to get jail time. I don't know that he's going to get convicted of murder. I think he's think- going to get something. I think he's going to get something because they have to. I I think they have to, they have to, because they know if they give him nothing, everything starts up again. Oh, if they give him nothing or like probation or something like that, it's going to. Gene, Heather Jean. Gene. Gene. Okay. Heather Jean. Uh, I think. I think if that if that happens, Heather, I think if he gets like probation or like found not guilty, the entire I mean, you think that the yeah. uh, Rodney King riots were bad. This will be worldwide. Because George Floyd was murdered. And on, and Rodney King. Up until they had him just pummeling him, he had actually been fighting them. And then it turned into them just beating the crap. George Floyd was never fighting anyone. And I'm not saying Rodney King got what he deserved or anything close to it. They went far too far. But both the reason why it started and the outcome are not comparable with George Floyd. George Floyd was not fighting anyone and he died. So, yeah, this is. Yeah, that's really bad. Um, uh, So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um. Now speaking of seeing what happens, we saw what happened uh, in uh, in the House of Representatives, or actually in the Senate, uh, with the fight for fifteen, otherwise known as the fight to make the cost of living go up and millions of Americans lose their job. Matt, I think eleven million eleven million Americans would lose their jobs. I believe. Yes. Um, so last week, last Thursday, literal moments before our show last week, Biden yes. shot missiles into Syria. Like literal moments. Spike texted Yeah, like uh, as we were getting ready. Yeah. Yep. Right. As we were getting ready, he was like, I'm going to call you in a second. I was like, great. And then he goes, Biden just shot, fired missiles in Syria. And he said Iraq. And then I looked and I was like, Syria? And he said, yeah, Syria. I don't know why I said Iraq. And I said, okay. And um, oddly enough, about that same time, literally, that exact same time um senate parliamentarian elizabeth mcdonough ruled that the new 1.9 trillion stimulus bill provision to hike the federal minimum wage to 15 dollars per hour could not be part of the coronavirus stimulus package under the budget reconciliation process now before we get into that and kind of the fallback on that 
some things I've learned about the stimulus package, especially the 15. Uh, did you know that it would have included service industry? All waiters and waitresses would get 15 bucks an hour. So right now no they're more like tipping. They're, yep. Yeah, there would be no more tipping. Uh, they would the end tipping. Of, so for anybody who's never worked in the service industry, which I, I, I have for years, uh, yeah. for many restaurants, it's razor thin margins, razor thin yeah. for like the first five, six years. And then they start being able to keep a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. But a lot of that's due to the fact that they are paying their servers some places $2 and 13 cents an hour. And but they get, they, are, they get they paid get on tips. their tips. Yeah. Right, they get paid on their tips. And if they don't make minimum wage with the tips that they get, the restaurant has to make that up. But pretty much everybody does. Yeah, Pretty much everybody does. If you were to make it $15 an hour for every server, all of the food prices across the board would skyrocket. Yep, yep. You and you're not anymore, in. But you also yeah, wouldn't, you wouldn't be, be tipping anymore. Because you don't have the hungover guy trying to make money for his beer run tonight you would now be going up to everywhere would be subway or chipotle or mm -hmm. what there would be no more use unless you're in a high level restaurant if you're a normal human being who isn't a millionaire and you're not eating at millionaire restaurants you're going in you're walking up to a thing you're saying what you want you're getting your own drink your you know which which if that's what you're for that's fine also it'll cost a lot more like all of that. So and there will be probably fewer employees uh, and you'll be doing more of the work. So you'll be paying more for the food and you'll be doing more of the work yourself. Uh, really as much as possible. Chick-fil-A yeah. would not go up. Chick-fil-A would not Chick go up. Chick-fil-A would not go up because I think they no. start everybody at $15 an hour. Um, uh, it's in the double digits. I know that. It wouldn't really affect Chick-fil-A too much. Um, uh, but most restaurants your food price would go up and like for example you go to chipotle more than likely you're getting the meat and you're getting prepackaged stuff you're getting the meat you're getting the the taco you got to make it yourself like it, it, everything's going to be more you do more work and you pay more for it um if that includes the service industry also right. on page 305 of the bill it has a provision that would pay any federal employee not you but any federal employee who has a child not in school due to COVID, $1,400 a week for up to 15 weeks. That's $35 an hour additional to what they already make, even if they're not working. So suddenly federal employees don't want the schools to reopen. Now, and in this bill, this is the same bill that they're giving you $1,400 for- uh, Once. Yeah, ever. Um, that they're filling out the 2000 that Donald Trump was promising or whatever it is that there's ex yeah. their excuses. And now in it on page 305 and 306 of the bill, um, it says that federal employees who are, and it doesn't just say children who aren't in school because of this It is any federal employee who is taking care of somebody who is either sick or uh, laid out because of COVID, including children who are not going to school. I believe mm -hmm. something like that is the exact terminology. And that is 35 bucks an hour for up to 600 hours that they are giving to federal employees who are in this situation where you who have been sitting at home for uh hang on a second a year uh unable to run your business unable to go to work unable to do any of this stuff 
constantly getting crushed by debt and they have given you now what's the what will be the total after this 36 30 uh, 40 no my math is oh uh 1415 weeks hold on let me let me do the math on that They've, they've given us something along the lines of $21,000 in addition to all the other stuff they're getting and their full-time pay. Because if you're a full-time worker for the federal government, then you're still getting paid even if you can't work. Yeah. That's just a huge sop to federal employees. Yep. Now, and- progressive House members are not happy with the Senate parliamentarian's decision that – and just to give a little bit of background on this, what she is saying is that – in because this would have to this is something that would have to originate from the Senate, so it can't be done as part of reconciliation, and it could not pass by a simple majority. It would have to be passed by a filibuster-proof majority. It can't be done through. Uh, so basically, they don't have the numbers to be able to do that. So by her saying that it can't be done that way, she's basically saying you're not going to get your 50-year minimum wage increase. Uh, now, understandably, progressive House members are not happy with her decision that really goes 100% with what the their own rules say about how bills are originated. Um, but they don't like her decision because it affects them. And they're petitioning for uh, Biden and Harris to overturn the Senate parliamentarian's ruling. Uh, some are even going further saying that she should be fired uh, over the decision, which is something that Republicans did back in 2001. Uh, back when they didn't like their parliamentarians ruling saying that the tax cuts couldn't be packed by reconciliation. So this does have some precedent, but the last time it was used, it was for you to not get robbed as much, uh, quite as much. Now it's for you to get robbed way more and for you to lose your job possibly too. Right. Uh, Biden and Harris have stated that uh, they will respect the ruling of McDonough. Um, and that's angering a lot of the progressives who said you ran on a platform and part of that platform right. was $15 an hour. Now you they're need right. to deliver $15 an hour. And yes, they're right. Yes. But they also ran on a platform of Black Lives Matter and uh, defund the police. And that got tossed way to the wayside. Before he even got inaugurated, he called all the, the yeah. he called all the civil rights leaders together to tell him to hell with you. Like he literally said to hell with you to them and then told them why he wasn't going to do anything he promised. Um, he's thrown out his, you know, being better on the border. He's actually expanded the number of children that are going to be in cages. Um, he certainly has, you know, backfired on, backtracked on not being a warmonger in the Middle East. Pretty much all of his promises. He even said, if you vote for me, you get $2,000. Well, that turned into 1400 And now, uh, now this. Now, the Senate uh, is planning on passing this bill this week. Uh, They did at one point promise a plan B, uh, and that plan was to tax big corporations that do not pay their workers a high wage, but they aren't going to be putting that in either. Yeah. And, And honestly, like right now, the only reason that these things aren't being put in is Joe Manchin. Possibly Kristen Sinema. Kristen Sinema, yeah. Well, but here's the thing, though. Uh, Ultimately, that's... Well, yeah, that's why this isn't going in. The the minimum wage increase isn't going in because it wouldn't pass the parliamentarian's muster. But this part isn't going in because they wouldn't even get a majority if they they put this in. Although, here's the the thing. The $15 an hour, I don't think, would have passed. I don't think Manchin would vote for it. 
it would destroy West you Virginia. Know, I'll tell you, well, it, it would, but here's the thing. Taxing big corporations that don't pay uh, minimum wage, they're the ones calling for it. I was actually on a, on a, uh, uh, gosh, what was that? Oh, I was on a, 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 a talk, uh, a talk show, a political talk show based out of uh, Chicago. And, uh, it was me and a, and a, a conservative and a progressive and me and the progressive agreed that if anyone should be paying a minimum wage increase, it should be those big businesses that keep calling for it. You know, we agreed that small businesses can't afford this. It'll put them out of business. So, Hey, you know what? If Walmart wants to pay 15 bucks an hour, okay, great. Make them. If uh, Amazon wants to keep calling for it, good. Make them do it. Don't make the mom and pops that have been out of business for months uh, right. uh, and struggling to get by. Make them do it. Make, make make Walmart and Amazon do it. But the problem is that's the that's the foot in the door. They do it, and then they go, well, it's not fair that we have to do it. And then it gets passed on to everyone else, too. So, um, yeah. But yeah. progressives, so here's the thing. The progressives that are complaining right now about this bill and how terrible it is and how blah, 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 and everyone should be fired, guess what they're going to do? They're going to vote for it. They're going to vote for it. Right. Just they're like go, AOC we can't let perfect. Yep, exactly. Just we like can't AOC let vote perfect for be the enemy of good. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So this bill is going to get passed. It's going to get passed probably this week, and then the House will vote on it again early next week. Um, and then Biden will sign it Wednesday to Friday of next week, I'm guessing. Um, and no $15 an hour, no tax hikes. The House will fall in line and not make any changes to the Senate bill just to get it through. So that way they can say, look, we did something. We gave all of you $1,400 unless you're a federal employee, in which case you got $1,400 a week. Which is just a step because they're already getting paid even if they're not working. It's just amazing to me. I'm not surprised. I'm just amazed at how they do this so blatantly and wantonly. And if you talk to the average person, they'll either say, well, yeah, but it's not Donald Trump. Or they'll go, yeah, Donald Trump won in a landslide and we got to take back from the reptilians. Like no one, no one is. Yeah. So folks. What a great episode this was. Started with me being stabbed. And uh, as we said at the beginning, be sure to like, subscribe, comment. Well, you've already been commenting, but share this everywhere. Like us, subscribe to us, follow us, hit the bell if we are on YouTube. Uh, what else here do we do? Go to Anchor FM to leave us messages and donate. And oh, yeah, Matt. Well, first of all, uh, join me tomorrow uh, on My Fellow Americans. I will have Doug Bandow with the Cato Institute, uh, who will be talking to me about uh, state repression of uh, religious minorities and other uh, foreign affairs issues. We'll be talking about that. That'll be a good talk. And then uh, join us next week right here, uh, Tuesday, same muddy place, same muddy time, for another fantastic episode of the Muddy Waters of Freedom, where Matt Wright and I parse through the week's events like the sweet 2020 Wonder Boys that we are. Matt, if someone were to try to find... No, you can slap me with a, a salmon hot dog. we got to raise 900 bucks. 900 bucks, and I $900. will get slapped with a... And I'll be healed up by next week. This will be fine. Yeah, 900 be bucks. Boom, boom, boom. I'll make the hot dog myself. I'll even do updates throughout the week. 
if we're getting close of like me making the salmon hot dog because they don't like there isn't a, a store that sells them i'll have to take salmon and make it into a hot dog right um so matt if someone if someone was to try to find us on the internet is that even possible and if so how it is possible if you were one of those old school people who like the sweet sultry dulcet tones of our voices i feel bad for you um Hi, but you can find us at anchor.fm slash water waters anchored anchor.fm you can also leave us messages there and you can also donate money yes we aren't saying that we will love you more if you donate us money but we will save never say on that. the show we'll definitely do that this is a moment that we can have together we will definitely like be say your name on the show if you leave us money hey, Again, you can find this in every other episode at muddiedwatersmedia.com. Yep. Right there. Dot com. Right there. It's an M at the end. There Folks, yep. thanks so much for tuning in. Yeah, we're circling back. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, I will see you tomorrow uh, on the My Fellow Americans. We will see you next week on the Muddy Waters of Freedom. I I am not. We didn't do a mixtape. Am I oh, Here, I'll do a mixtape clue. What's a mixtape clue? <laughs> Um, it's not on gab it's definitely not on gab <laughs> it's not on gab it's not on gab it's way too semitic to be on gab um uh yeah no it's not on gab it's not on me we you're not it, the, the biggest clue is you're not going to find it but we are we are in discussion about how to release it sensitive to the fact that it's got it's very 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 vulgar it's very early 2000s hip-hop and rap it's late 90s early 2000s hip-hop and like the worst of it it's not puffed out i saw a vermin supreme tweet the other day who no i'm not going to tease that um i saw a vermin supreme tweet the other day and he it may have been today i'm not sure where he said, at this point in my presidency, I've done this, I've done this, and I've released one very elusive mixtape. I don't remember what the first two were, but I just thought the last one was really funny. Yeah, no, if uh, if if he were president, the the, the mixtape would have been released. Right. 100%.
This was pre-Paul Wall. But worse. I don't even know who Paul Wall is. He's a rapper. Uh, I assumed. Yeah, no, it's pre-Paul Wall. Uh, so, folks, thanks again for tuning in. We will see you tomorrow night, and then we'll see you again next week. And uh, thanks for watching. 900 bucks to go to, for Spike to pack himself with a salmon hot dog. This is our life. This is what my life is like. Okay, so we got eight, eight ninety-eight well, to go. Thanks, that's Adam. That's for OnlyFans. Oh, that's for nine hundred to go. I'll, you know what? I'll apply it. We got eight ninety-eight to go, <laughs> folks. Uh, thanks again for tuning in. We will see you tomorrow and next week. And where we're going, we don't need roads. <laughs>